Hey ladies and gents, and welcome to the Controlled Interest Gamecast, where we talk about video games and everything happening in the industry. As always, I'm joined by Jordan. Jefferson Davis is a weird thing for black parents to name their children. And <laughs> um, no Dom this week, unfortunately. Uh, no guests. We were, we were meant to have a guest as well. Uh, we don't have a guest either, so it's just Jordan and I have another fireside groove. Episode 111. Uh, obviously, we're going to be talking about Spider-Man uh, a lot at the beginning of the show. We're going to keep it uh, spoiler-free. Look for an actual like spoiler mode discussion between Dom, Jordan, and I. Uh, probably next week, whenever we can get to... Whenever uh, Jordan and Dom both finish the game or are comfortable enough to like talk about a majority of the game, um, we'll be recording that and putting that up as well. We're basically going to be covering um, what we liked, what we didn't like about the game, uh, and then obviously get into the news. Spider-Man, uh, getting into what we've been playing, Spider-Man was pretty much the only game I played this week. Uh, we were talking before the show that... I put in a good amount of hours almost every day since release. Uh, I just can You know you're playing a game you really enjoy when you're not playing it and you're continuously thinking about just wanting to go back and play it. Um, or, like, you're not playing it and you have the opportunity to play it and you choose pretty regularly to keep going back to it as opposed to, you know, watching something or reading something. Yeah, yeah. For me, personally, the moments I wasn't playing this game, I wanted to be playing it. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, going off the top, um, so I'm pretty net positive on this game. There are a couple of things that are um, more nitpicky for me. We'll obviously get into that when we're talking about the things we weren't a huge fan of. But for me, just some of the highlights off, uh, off the top of my head were um, the spider cop bit. So obviously Yuri is the, the person you kind of spend the whole time talking to on comms and getting missions and being updated through the main storyline of the game, as well as side missions and collectibles. And there's this whole spider cop bit, which is uh, definitely in the humor what of what you'd expect from a Spider-Man comic. And I just thought it was funny. Like the bit extends. Dude, the I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I was cracking up. I and just. You know, I'm positive on a lot of parts of this game, but I will say this might be, like, the funniest game I've ever played. As far as, like, not trying to be, like, Borderlands or, um, you know, another game I would put in there is, like, Sunset Overdrive, which is Insomniac's last game, which is also very funny, but uh, is trying to be funny, you know? Yeah. Whereas yeah. this game's just funny because they're uh, so well entrenched in that universe and they know these characters so well, that, so they know how to write them. Yeah, um, and the funny thing, this isn't really a spoiler, but at the end of the game, you can go back into the world, into New York City, after you finished it, and one of the first lines from, from uh, Spider-Man to Yuri after you finish the game is, looks like Spider-Cop's back on duty, and it's just like size. So like it's an ongoing thing, even post-game, the Spider-Cop bit, which I really love. Love it. Um, yeah, it's like... It's heavy towards the beginning, and then just recently he did something, and he had been talking to Yuri but hadn't mentioned it, and then he brought it back up. I was like, yeah, we're not done with the spider cop yet. <laughs> yeah. He even has mentions to other uh, comic books and stuff, so um, obviously people are familiar with Dan Slott's run where Spider-Man is cloned. I mean, it's multiple runs. Spider-Man's been cloned before, um, but like one of the more infamous ones is uh, obviously Ben, ben Riley and... Um, Scarlet Spider. Yeah, so during the game, during some parts of the game, um, when uh, there's a lot of, um, how do I say this without spoiling it, a lot of events you can, uh, you know, uh, decide to do on the map, um, a lot of markers, a lot of different things you can do in different uh, divisions of the city, he will say, oh man, there's so much going on, I wish I could clone myself. 
And there's a lot of little quips like yeah, that. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. Uh, have you finished the backpacks by any chance? Yep. I've done uh, all backpacks, all shadow cat locations, all um, landmarks, um, all the first two types of bases, which are the uh, kingpin and uh, demon bases. So okay. most of that collectible stuff I've finished. So I want to talk about, I don't want to spoil anything in the backpacks for if you hadn't done it yet. For people who yeah. haven't done the backpacks yet, just skip five or ten seconds. I'm just going to mention something real quick. Uh, I love in the uh, for the backpacks that there's references to things that have happened in the past or other villains. Um, right. For instance, the, Blizzard, I think it's... Rhino. Uh, well, even, um, I think the one, the backpack that's on Avengers Tower is um, the Sandman vial. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's like, like you have Rhino's horn broken off. Yep. Um, like lizard's tail, something with the lizard. I remember. Yeah. Um, a bunch. Yeah, I love the Sandman thing. He's like, well, if I take him out of this vial, will he just reappear? Um, and that's one thing I love about this game is that there are a lot of villains in it, but they're, um, I mean, there's not a lot of villains, but they reference a lot of villains, and there's threads there for future games where you can see these yep. guys enter the mix, and. I mean, I think the only, the only main like known Spider-Man villain that I don't remember seeing referenced at all was Craven the Hunter. I'm pretty sure because I mean, there's references so, to Mysterio and Lizard and Sandman, obviously. Scorpion. Yeah, I don't remember um, seeing any Craven the Hunter references. I actually, you know, this might be a spoiler. I might not even want to ask this question, but I haven't heard anything or seen anything about Venom yet. Um. Uh, whether that's true or false, I'm just going to not say anything because I don't want to lead you either way. So I'm just going to yeah. not reply to that at all. Um, <laughs> one thing I do want to say, and this this isn't a spoiler because nothing happens with it in the game, but I want to mention it because I think it's a really cool thing. Once again, another thread for future games. And once again, skip like two minutes real quick if you're, you think this is a spoiler. The scientist, the, the black scientist who has Dragon's Breath, Jordan... Yeah. That's Morbius. And what, remind me, is he the vampire? Vampire, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so he, I don't know if he's going to turn into Morbius at all, but that's his, I his think name so. is the yeah, alter ego They're of setting up Morbius. a lot of, a lot of people are getting set up for future games and stuff. You know? Yeah, which I'm super stoked about. Uh, real quick, the other things, see, some of the stuff I love is like spoilery, so I don't want to mention it, really. Um, oh, one of the major side missions in the game is you work with this uh, EC, uh, ESU student um, to find people, right? Find missing people. That student that you meet with, I forgot his name off the top of my head, but he's actually important in uh, the Dan Slot run, which people are its very people are very divided on. There's the whole Parker Industries thing where Spider-Man is essentially yeah, Iron yeah. Man. Um, yeah. In that, whether you like it or not, in that one of his mate, one of his like more prominent workers at his facility, forgot the guy's name. He's 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 an Asian guy. That's that guy in the game. The the person you work mm. with on the side mission. So that was a really cool. Uh, touch. I think his name is uh, Mao Zedong. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know. If <laughs> no, that's... That's... <laughs> it's a reference to why the fuck did you name somebody Jefferson Davis if he's a black guy? It's like naming an Asian guy Mao Zedong. Like. Oh, God. They're not, Jefferson Davis is not in the same realm, but I was very surprised when I found that uh, part of the Miles Ultimate Comics was his dad's name, Jefferson Davis, and he's a black guy. I'm like, what? what? 
Yeah. I didn't want to get onto this tangent, Jared, but since we went down that road, I was like... Um, yeah, it's pretty much... There's a lot of stuff I love about the game, so real quick, uh, the combat, I think, is really fluid. I like it a lot. We were talking about before the show. For me, I think it's, in most ways, better. It obviously borrows from Arkham, and I don't want to take that away from Arkham. Obviously, it's built on a lot of the same mechanics, but it's way more deep. Uh, there's a lot of different combos. There's a lot of different ways to approach combat. Um... We, we also talked about how I felt that in Arkham, you can kind of just, ma- on, at least on the regular difficulty, you can kind of just mash uh, square or, uh, you know, uh, X if you're on Xbox. Yes. You can just mash that over and over again to just kind of win in combat. Obviously, the harder difficulties you go, like you said, you kind of have to learn dodging a little bit more specifically. But the combat itself yeah. feels authentic to Spider-Man, and that's another gripe I have with the mm-hmm. Arkham games, where we talked about this before the show, too. Batman, a lot of times in the Arkham games, doesn't move like Batman should or would in combat, yeah. uh, for better or worse. Um, but, yeah, I, I love the combat in this game. And, I mean, the obvious the obvious elephant in the room, or rhino, if you may, uh, this, like, I love the traversal in this game. Like, this is definitely a game I'll oh, go yeah. back to when I'm finished with it and just swing through the game and just pass yeah. time. Like, oh, it's so good. Yeah. We expected it. It's One insomniac. My... But, oh, man. Yeah, that's, I was going to say, you know, you can see the fingerprints of Sunset Overdrive all fucking over this game. And um, <clears throat> one of my minor complaints is, like, there's this weird thing where you'll finish a main mission and they'll make you wait till the next main mission pops up because they're trying to encourage you to do side stuff. Um, but it's really not long. Like, if you just swing around like for two, two minutes, minutes. Then, <laughs> Yeah, it's the weirdest, most arbitrary bullshit. But I will say... If it's going to be in any game, this one would be okay because then I can just swing around for two minutes and I'm totally cool. But I was like, why the fuck would you do that? Like, first of all, just let me play the way I want to fucking play. If I don't want to do your side missions, I'm not going to fucking do them, you know? Like, which I was, but like, don't force somebody to do side stuff. Yeah, I don't think they're forcing. I think it was just their way and maybe not executed perfectly. Obviously, I think it's a weird, a weird middle ground of like. Either extend that a little bit more, so I kind of have no choice but to do. Oh fuck that, dude! No, it's like you're taking choice away from the player. I don't like well, that. Yeah, but two minutes like isn't though. Two, you're, so you're having the argument that if they would have it longer, they would have it. But now at two minutes, like one or two minutes, you're saying that they're also forcing you. I don't think that's the case. I think if no, they, they're not. They're not forcing you because it's side stuff. Like you can't yeah. force someone to do side stuff. That that's why it's called side stuff. It doesn't. You don't have to do it to complete the game. But they're pushing you to do it. They're being pushy about it, in my opinion. I'm like, guys, fuck off. Let me play the game the way I want to fucking play it. You know, like, it's the same thing when developers, uh, you can tell the developers are, like, get giggling at you and, like, they're putting in, like, some extra hard little uh, difficulty blip here or they're making you do this extra thing just to be obnoxious and they're kind of, like, snickering, you know, uh, whenever they're building it in the game. You can kind of just tell. And uh, I just don't appreciate it. Like, I paid for yeah. your game. Don't flip me the fucking bird, you know? I think I mean, that's your own personal take on it. For me, I didn't feel that way at all. I, I thought it was, like, actually a nice breather to not have to worry about jumping to the next story mission. Like, it was just I guess like, it's like if a director put out a movie and, you know, halfway through it just paused for 30 seconds, no matter if you had the Blu-ray or the fucking digital copy. It's just like, well, this is how I wanted it to be. It's not part of the movie, but... I just don't want you to watch it all the way through in one sitting. I want you to pause and think about it for 30 seconds. It's like, fuck yeah. off, dude. Let me watch. I bought the movie. 
Yeah, I have to disagree with uh, that analogy. I don't think it's apples to apples necessarily, because uh, movies don't really have things like side missions. I wouldn't say commentary is side missions. Games have commentary too. So like, uh, I'd have to disagree with you on that. Um, I'm just saying, don't push me to do something outside of what the thing is. You know, if it's a game, like the story is the game. The side missions are like, you know, your your side dishes on a plate essentially. It's not. It's not your bread and butter. It's not your meat and potato type of deal. So it's like, I just don't like being pushed in any direction from a developer other than here's how to play the game, go enjoy. You know, I yeah. just don't like when they do that. I just have to disagree that they're that they're pushing you because so in the game, all of the markers. Well, on what the else map, would it be? Well, so on. Let me explain myself real quick. So in the game. All of the markers are on the map. When you're actually just like swinging through the city, the only marker that pops up on your screen, unless you hit R3 to like have the like little wave thing, the only thing that ever pops up on your screen is the main story mission, the the yellow uh, triangle, right? Actually, the it's a diamond. Blue diamonds sorry. don't. No, the, the blue, blue diamonds diamond don't side at all. missions don't. No, they don't. Um, at any point in the city, they, if the only thing you see from a distance, no matter how far away from you are, are the main story missions. So when you actually finish yeah. those main story missions, and there's like that brief pause. There's nothing on your map. It's not pinging all of the, pinging all of the side story missions and saying go play them. It's literally just it has nothing on the screen. I would agree. But with it you does more. pop up. It pops up and says, uh, "Do side missions." It's something along the lines of "Do side missions to upgrade, to upgrade your, your equipment, and buy new suits." Yes. So it's like it is pushing you in that direction, in my opinion. When it says that and it takes away your option to directly go to your next mission it also this is a minor gripe so we're kind of spending a long time on it it's my fault but um another it leads me to another minor gripe which uh they didn't have in uh sunset overdrive which is like if i'm playing an open world game and it has these main missions if i like as i'm swinging into the main mission about to drop onto the building or whatever it'll just automatically jump me in instead of like sunset overdrive infamous second sun other open world games where you get there to where the diamond is on your map or you're in on the screen and then you press circle or x to start the mission and i just don't like in an open world game if it was a linear game that's different uh just things triggering like that but once again i feel like if i wasn't trying to do this main mission and i just flew by it because i'm like trying to catch one of these birds real fast or whatever you just like yanked me out of what i was doing and i never hit a button to jump into this mission like most open world games would yeah, I think I partially agree with you in the sense that I wish the cone for those activating was smaller. Like, I'm okay yeah, with it's it like, swooping like in, but it's kind of The big. whole block on, on, on almost. Wow. Almost. That's a word yeah. I know how to say. I'm, I'm okay with this snapping in, but I could I can see your argument there, especially in an open world game. If they maybe shrink the cone there, I'd be more okay with that. Yeah. I don't necessarily need the button. This is the same thing as, like, like, I can't turn off subtitles when I'm playing the Kingdom Hearts remasters. It's like... Just let me, guys, just let me have the option. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, That's how I'm thinking about it. It's not the end of the world. So I'm kind of finished with all my pluses and minuses. We got into a couple of your negatives there. Uh, sure, but we've kind of been going a, a bit, so I definitely want you to get into what you enjoyed and what you didn't enjoy so much as well, too. So, uh, real quick, I just want to say I played a few more hours of Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep to kind of take a break. Um from Spider-Man, and that's a game I've already beat, and I've started multiple times, so I'm just playing it with, uh, actually Ultimate Spider-Man, the cartoon in the background. Um, which is not as bad as some people say, but I can totally understand why some people dislike it. Um, 
and then I've also been reading The Shining by Stephen King. I've obviously seen the film, uh, but I hear that they depart from each other quite a bit, and so I wanted to check out the book before I rewatch the movie, and uh, really enjoy it. I think they're both incredible in their own right, uh, but I could see why Stephen King was upset originally about some of the changes that were made, because um, as far as, like, from a writer's perspective, I could see how there was a lot of stuff that just got thrown out that he felt, and I feel is is important so and if you uh, hear anyways, the story yeah. about how the director treated the female lead in that movie ooh, not yeah, great stanley kubrick <laughs> yeah it's yeah she had to get therapy and is i mean stanley kubrick's one of those guys you know that uh has stories like that um but yeah cool stuff great book great book if you if you're into stephen king if you're into horror if you're into great books i'd recommend it so anyway spider-man um so, uh, I guess I've, since I've already started talking about my negatives, I'll finish uh, talking about my negatives. My big negative is uh, I love playing as Spider-Man and Peter Parker. I think, obviously, playing as Spider-Man is a fucking blast, and I'll get into that more in a second. You've touched on it a little bit on the stuff we agree on. And I even enjoy the puzzles uh, when you're... Um, like trying to find what chemical you're dealing with or when you're doing the electricity puzzles. Um, I enjoy that stuff, playing as Peter Parker, being in Doc's op- Doc Ock's office, or even um, really it's just dialogue that you're doing in the, the Feast homeless shelter or whatever. But I just I like playing as Peter Parker. I like playing as Spider-Man. I do not like playing as Mary Jane Watson or Miles Morales. I think Miles is okay. Like I, If it was... Uh, mostly you're playing P- Peter Parker and Spider-Man and then a little bit of Miles, I would be cool. The Mary Jane stuff starts out not great and the part that I just played, which I don't even think is the end of it, I thought was actually bad and even like terrible, like garbage level. And I don't think I'm personally uh, over-exaggerating because I really tried to look at it from a game design perspective and like the mission that I'm talking about, it really is not a spoiler, is the Grand Central Terminal, and you're trying to sneak around and get to this bomb, right? Your mission objective is, as Mary Jane Watson, you go into these situations, and it's like light stealth. You're basically just sneaking around, you know, boxes and stuff, and then uh, throwing out um, distractions or knocking stuff over for distractions. And then in this situation, you have the added part of... Uh, being able to call Spider-Man down and do stealth takedowns real quick on some of these guys. And um, playing it, your mission objective is to get back to the bomb that you started at before the cutscene. And so I was doing that, and then I eventually realized, like, there were multiple times where I was going to the bomb, which is in the middle of the room, and there's a bunch of people sitting around it, and it's, like, got an invisible wall around the bomb. And I'm like, what the fuck? The mission objective says get to the bomb. But then I see the actual yellow diamond is elsewhere. So it's telling you to do one thing and wanting you to go do something else. You don't actually go to the bomb, even though that's your mission objective. Well, but they tell you you have, to work really... your way, you have to work your way around to, as to not be seen, though. Oh, well, sure. I knew that I was doing stealth. I wasn't just trying to, like, run over to the bomb. Like, yeah. Stealth over to the bomb... I still haven't been seen, and then I'm hitting this invisible wall around the bomb, and my yeah. mission objective still says get back to the bomb. Yeah, yeah. But then the actual diamond um, is pinpointed on a location over here. I was like, that is ass-fucking-backwards. Um, and not only that, but I do think that 
Um, generally, the stealth is just serviceable, and there's even a couple parts, like, uh, before that, you're in, like, a pseudo-military base, and there's a couple parts where I'm like, yeah, I can get through this, and I might have, uh, you know, got caught a couple times just because I was trying to get through these parts. I really didn't enjoy them. But there's a couple parts where it's just like, okay, you really have to, like, maneuver the fuck out of this situation because they've got guys looking every single fucking direction, and so you have to, like, distract this guy, get behind him before he turns his ass around, and, like, get this guy, go like, I just thought that that was poorly designed, and then once you actually get into the Grand Central Terminal situation, I thought it was terribly designed, because there are literally guys facing in every direction, in almost every, you know, every five feet in the room, and so... Um, you can only call Spider-Man down every so often, so you're like waiting, trying like hurry up, Spider-Man, hurry up, because I'm about to get seen behind me because this guy's turning around, he's not looking at my distraction anymore, and I'm waiting on Spider-Man, and there's three other guys that could walk up on me anytime, and then of course there's it's compounded by you know them like having this fucking red herring as far as what your actual objective is, and so I was getting very frustrated, but I was also trying to look at it from a rational perspective of like. No, like, this is poorly fucking designed, in my opinion, obviously. Um, but I think, no hyperbole, I think that mission specifically is very poorly designed, and I just think in general Mary Jane's parts are poorly designed. And really I think the Mary Jane and the Miles parts are unnecessary. Like, when they announced, or I guess they didn't really announce it, like, people noticed in one of the trailers, like, it looks like Mary Jane's playable, and everybody's getting hyped as fuck. I'm like... This does not sound like a good idea to me. This kind of sounds like the fucking Aunt May movie that they were trying to do. Like, I don't... Why would I want to be playing as Mary Jane? Why would I want to be, like, diving in? Like, just give me cutscenes with her, you know? Unless you're going to make a Mary Jane game where she's, like, a photojournalist and you're stealthing around. That'd be different. But clearly, these sections didn't get the the focus and attention that the other ones did, in my opinion. And so, like, I just think... You already switch up. There's already like plenty to do in the game, and I think they do a great job of giving you lots of diverse objectives and challenges that you can, uh, for the main story and also for side stuff, you can uh, keep yourself from getting bored or feeling like it feeling too monotonous. Because I feel like there's a ton of stuff to do, and then on top of that, you add, in my opinion, I think the Peter Parker parts with the puzzles are great, and that's already enough of a break from you know being Spider-Man for me. And so I'm like, the Miles parts are just serviceable, and then the Mary Jane parts eventually turn out to be bad, in my opinion. So I just really think that that's probably the weakest uh, part of the game. Let me. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have my rebuttal to this. Um, a lot of uh, the stuff you said, I do agree with. Uh, I'm not gonna be the the devil's advocate on everything. So what I will sure. say is that a. I think that is poorly designed. If you can stealth to the part you're supposed to get to in the wrong direction, that's just poor design. Like, there should be no way for you to stealth to that objective so it's clear that you can't go that direction, right? So well, just don't tell me to fucking go over there, you know? Like, Well, no, but I mean, but if they design it in a way that you can't get over there no matter what, then you'll realize that you can't go that direction. But the fact that you were able to stealth and get there and then realize, there, oh, there's a box, I have to go a separate direction, that is a bad game design. If they manage it in a way where there's literally no way you can get across the room like across the room in that direction sure. then sure. it'll tell you through game design i'm not supposed to go this direction right so the fact yeah. that you were able yeah. to get there um is is bad design i agree with you on that um the, you saying that it was um the way they had the enemies laid out uh you found it frustrating for me personally i didn't i thought it was pretty uh 
easy. Well, I'm not saying in terms of difficulty. I thought the way they they lined up the enemies, it was pretty easy to get through, and I have to worry about being spotted or anything like that. I didn't have any issues if with I that. I had known where I was trying to get to in the first place. Exactly, that might have been that compounded. Difficult. Yeah, it wasn't that difficult. It's just that I'm trying to get to the other side of the room when really I only need to get to fifty percent halfway across the room, and um, I do feel like there were too many enemies in there. Um, facing in every direction but yeah I think it was partially compounded with me being uh, kind of like tricked almost or whatever yeah um, I do uh, so I like the miles parts and obviously I finished I don't know if we said this at the top you haven't finished the game yet you're about 70% through I finished the game um, yeah. I like I like the miles parts as a whole I do agree to the point that I think there's too much of both of them and I would have honestly uh, by the finishing the game I would have much rather had it be you play Spider-Man, Peter Parker, and Miles um, or yeah. Mary Jane, Peter Parker, and Spider-Man, though I, I like Miles so you, more than Mary Jane. I'm just saying you I do want both of them. You know what I mean? But, but you also feel that you wouldn't want just Spider-Man, Peter Parker? Um, I mean, I'd be fine with that too. I'm just saying I didn't, the Miles stuff didn't bother me that much and I actually like playing as him because there's some character development stuff that happens when playing with him. Um, so like there's sure, actually I just feel like that, that could have been accomplished in a cutscene, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I like it. I think it's a, a a nice change of pace because with Peter, you don't really do anything outside of a building. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, yeah. and they but they could have just as easily had you like light stealthing as Peter because he can't get to his suit because his web shooters are at home or broken. Yeah. Or that, so if, you know. if they would have done stuff with Peter that they did with Miles, then yeah, that, I completely I'm okay. Yeah, with and that. I think that would work. You yeah, do yeah. Spider Man, Spider Man stuff. You do Peter Parker, sciency stuff, and then you do Peter Parker. You know, if he was actually, um, there's plenty of times where he's a photojournalist. That could have been a thing. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not as against Miles. The Mary Jane stuff, I will agree yeah, with you. It's that, not like, as offensive to me. Yeah, the Mary Jane stuff. So my problem with Mary Jane is that she doesn't really differentiate herself from Miles or Peter. The thing with Mary Jane is, if you're going to play as Mary Jane, I would love if it has to do specifically stuff with photos. Obviously, she's a photojournalist. Right. or Which it does, but very lightly. Very lightly. It's, like, it's more about the stealth. Or, if it was centered around her being a journalist and you talking to people in an alley noir type fashion, where you get yeah, into like yeah. having dial like dialogue with people. See, what we're talking about, Jared, are creative options to this kind of problem that we're <laughs> yeah. looking at. Whereas, I think what they came up with were very lazy and like... Uh, you know, surface level. Well, I, I do think, though, is For that... these situations. Yeah, and I do think that this is gameplay stuff that Insomniac... You can obviously tell they nailed the movement in the game, because that's something they have a lot of experience with. With these yeah. little, like, side mission things, introducing side characters, you can tell that they don't have as much expertise in that. And they hopefully done in L.A. Noir. Yeah. Uh, in future games, if they, ha you know, try this different stuff, maybe it'll be better fine-tuned. Um, mm, mm. But, like, I, I do think that the Mary Jane stuff should be more specifically Mary Jane if you're going to have you play as her. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't find it as, as like, terrible or, 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 like, offensive as you do. That being said, I could have completely been fine with it not being in the game either. You know what I mean? So it's not, like, yeah. a big issue for it's, me, but I'm fine with it not existing as well. Like, it's just, it is what it is. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it knocks it down from being an amazing or spectacular game, you know? <laughs> uh, down to being a great game, a really great game, unfortunately, because that that's 
if it was once at the beginning or once in the middle, it'd be one thing, but these are peppered quite often throughout, whether it's Mary Jane or Miles, you know, and like I said, if it was just Miles, I'd be cool, and it wouldn't really detract from the game at all, but the fact that you're, it's Miles, which I'm not in love with, and then Mary Jane, which I really don't like, is just like, yeah, this kind of knocks it down a notch. Yeah. Uh, before we hop into uh, the news and stuff, is there anything else you want to talk about with Spider-Man? So just positive stuff real quick. I think the story is really solid. We talked before the show about a couple of things that I'm kind of wondering about, but seem like they'll be resolved by the end. Um, I think, I told you guys, I think they've taken the crown as far as facial motion capture, um, which is interesting. It's Mary Jane is played by Laura Bailey, but I swear to God, she looks like a redheaded version of Ashley Johnson, who's the uh, <laughs> voice actress for Ellie. Yeah, yeah I didn't even notice that until you just said that. Yeah. Um, but can't you see that? Like, yeah, yeah. She really does. Like they just like used her as the motion capture and then gave the character red hair. Um, but anyways, um, I think that they've surpassed The Witcher, which is had the crown up until this point as far as facial motion capture and the t- and the, uh, showing the detail, the pores on the face, and the way their their uh, facial muscles tighten and exactly, or pretty close to exactly the way that they should, um, and then uh, their eyes don't look glossed over and like they're a fucking you know not alive essentially. Um, so I really appreciate that. I really want to give a shout out to the some of the artwork that I can tell is just like some artist that works at Insomniac and he got to do he she they got to do. A uh, bunch of um, like graffiti art places throughout the city, but yeah. I'm like really appreciating it as art, you know. And and I like graffiti in general, so um, I just want to shout that out. You, um, obviously, Jordan, you Go I ahead. couldn't count. Sorry to interrupt you. I couldn't count the number of times that I would just be going through the city and enter photo mode and just take pictures of like dope graffiti like art the art on the walls yeah. and stuff like that i'm like oh that's a dope i want to take a picture of that so yeah to your point i it's awesome. just can't get into photo mode i think if it was a little bit easier to get them to my computer i think that'd be a thing but the fact that they're like stored on my playstation which is not like an accessible like i couldn't if i'm out and about and like talking to a friend about spider-man like oh let me show you my photo library on my phone you know of like what i've been taking in spider-man just because they're locked on that system, I can never in Horizon, God of War, whatever. I'm never really into photo mode. I'm thinking um, of just setting up. Appreciate it. I think I'm thinking of setting up a, a secondary Twitter account and just connecting that, and then just tweeting yeah. them all on that account, and then saving them on that from that Twitter account. That's like you could do that. You could put them on a flash drive, but, but it shouldn't like, be that difficult. Have to do a, a yeah. roundabout way. Yeah, like it should go through the PlayStation app on my phone, and I can show you if I was there in person with you. It'd be like, hey, look at all my photos. Or an option but, to email uh, it to yourself, which I don't think is available. I think it's like Twitter, Facebook. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But anyways, um, it is a gorgeous game. 4K HDR. It looks crispy as fuck, and it is um, a marvel what they've been able to do with this game because God of War and Horizon. <laughs> as PS4 exclusives have really tapped into that as well, but um, we've talked about this before. Having an open-world game like Horizon, you brought this up, Jared, it was a good point, of, like, that's an open-world game, and it is massive and beautiful, all that, but it does. it's not a city, it's not densely populated, there's not a shit-ton going on on the screen every single second, right? Yeah. And same with God of War, like... It's lush, it's beautiful, it's detailed, but it's linear and it's not in a city. You know, there's a lot of just like open 
um, vistas that you're looking at. And Spider-Man, you're in the middle of fucking Manhattan, and there's a, a really decent amount of people. Obviously not the same as actual fucking real New York, <laughs> yeah. but I nev- it felt alive to me. It felt yeah. like there were people all over the place and like it was a city. And it uh, didn't have the problems of like Assassin's Creed Unity, where it's like, look at all these guys waving their <laughs> arms in- independently. You know, they've yeah. got different colored shirts on. Like, no, these felt like people that weren't breaking the fucking game just so they could walk around and look like an asshole in the city. You know, like they really did that, really pulled that off. From a performance perspective, they pulled it off really well. There's been barely any uh, frame rate hitches. There's been a couple of things where, like, I'll shoot a web at somebody and it'll attach right in front of them. At the, like, it'll attach to the air in front of oh, them. Okay, yeah. If that makes sense, instead of attaching to their body. Um, and that's happened multiple times, but that's the biggest glitch I've had. I haven't had a crash or anything. Um, so yeah, just the general cohesive package. I will say I think it borrows a little too heavily from the Arkham series. Um, it does take the combat. It completely borrows that combat, but then does make it more a lot more detailed. That's fine. But then like when you're uh, descrambling the towers, you're l- using both sticks for that puzzle for a wavelength, which is exactly how they do it in Batman. Um, some of the puzzles that I was talking about earlier as Peter Parker are very similar to Batman and just the concepts themselves of these things it's like yeah. well how did Arkham do it oh let's do it like Arkham and kind of just have our Spider-Man version of it which is okay but it's just not you know this is kind of like what people were saying with God of War like it's not gonna fucking you know rewrite your brain but it's going to show you how well an open world can be or how well an action adventure game can be in the, the sense of God of War so yeah, I will say it's a great package. Um, I like building out Spider-Man, and I do like personalizing him with gadgets and skills and suits. Um, one other minor complaint, right? Just uh, to finish up here, um, there are six different types of tokens plus one type of skill point. So that makes basically, in my opinion, seven currencies in the game. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Um, and one of the currencies you don't even get to way late in the game, like 50 or 60% through the game. Um, I would, and I, what they're trying to do there is they're like, well, we want you to have all these types of activities so you don't get bored doing the side stuff. Where I'm thinking like, well, you can still have six types of activities, but just tie them to two or three different types of coinage. Like, I don't need seven different currencies to keep up with because every fucking time I'd go in to upgrade a gadget or a suit, it's like, well, I have plenty of fucking base tokens, but not challenge tokens. What are challenge tokens? I can't even figure it out on Google because nobody wants to spoil the story about what challenge tokens are tied to. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, can we just have, like, a more cohesive... I just thought that was a poor design uh, choice there. But I do appreciate them wanting to give me lots of various activities, of course, to do. So, But overall, uh, I think it's a really great game. I was telling you earlier, I am having more fun with it than God of War, but I think God of War is overall a better video game, pound for pound. Um, so that is still in the running, or in the lead for my game of the year. Game of the year, but uh, loving Spider-Man, and um, you know, certainly going to finish the story, and maybe even uh, end up doing all the side stuff. Uh, pushing into like platinum territory so we'll see but yeah love it nice Uh, my quick closing comments are I'm obviously striving for the platinum I'm pretty close I think I just need to finish up the the a couple of areas in the city uh, 
and a couple of uh, side activities, and I think I'm good. I already have all the suits yeah. unlocked, which I want to get into in the spoiler mode. I don't want to talk about it here because obviously it's spoilers. Um, yeah. One thing I want to mention, too, is in one of the windows, this isn't a spoiler, Jordan, in one of the windows mm-hmm. you can see um, somebody and on their, uh, not somebody, somebody's room and on their cabinet they have a figurine yeah. of Spider-Man and they have a figurine of yeah. Venom. So, um, yeah. yeah. I noticed that, like, there was a room like that, and then I went to the room right <laughs> yeah, next to it. Yeah, it was the it's same the thing. exact same room, <laughs> and then the two rooms next to that are the exact same, and then the two, it's like, okay, you didn't have to do rooms. Like, just make it dark. So I, I would have yeah, just like, wished... I appreciate the Easter egg, but, you know, that could have been in, like, a shop or whatever. Um, I also just thought it was funny that they had the shirtless Spider-Man, which is, like, a kind of funny <laughs> Greg Miller Easter egg. Did you find that? Yeah, yeah. Um... It's pretty funny, so... The funny thing, too, is they Some couldn't good, do... Lots of great Easter eggs. They couldn't do the bull in uh, uh, Central Park... Not Central Park. Uh, Square... Help me out. What's Madison the, Square Garden. No, no, not Madison Square Garden. What's the play Like, downtown in New York where everyone goes with the giant billboards? Oh, fuck. Times Square. Times Square. They couldn't do the bull... So or, have, uh, that's not in Times Square. Sorry, what, it's in the financial district. They couldn't do the bull... What's his name from Inhumans? Uh, yeah. Uh, God, his name is escaping me right now. I want to say pork chop, but that's not it. Uh, it's something like that, yeah. Yeah. Like a goofy dog name. Um, Which, there's also a lot of, like, Marvel Easter eggs. Like, I don't think it's a spoiler to say it has nothing to do with the story. That you you can find the Sanctum Sanctorum. You can find the... Embassy uh, of Wakanda. Wakanda Embassy. Yeah, like, cool yeah. shit. Cool uh, Hell's Kitchen, you can find Alias Investigations, as well as Bogwell's Gym, which is the gym yeah, where Daredevil's dad... Uh, trained. Yeah, a bunch of cool stuff. Yeah. Can't wait to get to our spoiler mode of Dom and talk about the game because there's a lot of stuff I want to talk about. There's a lot of things I want to yeah, talk about in terms of the sequel. Cool. And uh, yeah. like we talked about the threads that they have in this game, the possibilities for the future are awesome. Really I excited. I will say, just real quick on that, I thought it was weird. Like, they changed some stuff up from the, like, E3 presentations and trailers, demos, whatever. Yeah. I was cool with that, but I was just like, I'm a about to do the raft mission and like you were saying i'm like 70 to 75 percent through the game that's a little too late to be showing at e3 for me yeah um and not only that but like i really felt like even insomniac was giving me the impression of like oh mr negative's gonna be the villain that you face for like maybe the first third or half of the game but then we're gonna get into like the real villain and that's really like mr negative is the fucking villain of the game which i think is you know, there are other villains, but, like, he's the main villain, in my opinion. I mean, if I'm 75% through the game and he's yeah. been the guy the whole time. So I'm like, I think that's a little weak. You know, like, he, Spider-Man has so many villains that it's like, you could have still had, like, a, a like a home-run villain here in the first game and still had plenty um, for the next couple games. And then the fact that it's like, well, we had the sinister sticks in this game. It's like, yeah, but I don't even get to them until three fourths of the way through. So that was a little weird. It was kind of like, uh, not as bad as like the halo five situation where people were like, this is not what you were telling us. It was, you know, yeah. but it was a little, little wonky. Um, I- I'm fine with it. I like having a villain that I'm not like Uber familiar with, you know, alongside other sure. villains. Um, especially cause we know we're going to get a sequel for this game. So it's like, I'm cool with the opportunities yeah. there. I just think that yeah. I think Insomniac themselves too wanted to make it more personal to them of like, okay, we're gonna make a game, we're gonna have a lot of the villains that people like, but let's let's do something that's like uniquely us. No one's ever made Mr. Yeah, like Negative, when people like, think of 
Yeah, when people think of Mr. Negative, they're not going to think of him popping up in some animated series or <laughs> yeah. a comic. Like, it's going to be this game. So that exactly. is... I can agree with that, yeah. Yeah. Um, lastly, I don't want to spend too much time on this because we're already long and I want no, to get to news. No, we're, we're blowing it out. This is, you know, this is a gigantic <laughs> PS4 exclusive, so uh, I get it. The, the last thing I wanted to say is, obviously, I'm a new PS4 user. That's a big thing that yeah, kind of got lost in this whole seller, thing. I was just about to say. You know, it's um, a system seller for you. Yeah, I know people are going to hate me for that. You didn't buy it for God of War Horizon. You bought it for Spider-Man. Who cares? I bought one. Um, the thing I wanted to mention, and this is all personal opinion, so don't come at me with pitchforks. I've talked about before. I owned a PlayStation. I owned a PS2. Then I got a 360, Xbox One. I had a PS3, but I only played Last of Us on it. I didn't play it for trophies or literally anything because I got it very late in the life cycle, right? Just to play Last of Us. Um, so this is my first experience with trophies. Um, obviously, the system, like the trophies and achievements, are pretty much the same for the most part. The one yep. thing I will say, from my perspective and my uh, opinion on it and my experiences is I just think achievements are more satisfying when they pop than than trophies. Um, it's just the trophies. Like, did you? Is there a ding that I turned off? Do you have a ding on by default? Yeah, it's like the ding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have that. I will say on one of these later updates. Now that we're several into several years into the PS4. The notifications that pop up are white now, and they used to be black, and they look way uglier than they used to, so I don't... That's less satisfying when I get a trophy of, like, this... You know, it's like a dark scene that I'm in, and this fucking white thing just pops so, in when it used to be, like, sleek black. With achievement... From a UI perspective. With the achievements on Xbox, the achievement pops up whatever color your profile color is, so whatever yeah. color you choose. Right. So... Which uh, for, speaks to the Xbox being a better, like, customizable platform, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so, the achievement pop is a lot more satisfying to me. The noise is, the little twirl, the animation of the achievement actually coming in on the bottom of the screen. Though now Much you can basic. You can put it wherever you want. For me, the trophy thing is just, like, kind of, like... It is what it is. Like just, it's It's, like, the noise isn't very satisfying. The animation of it popping up isn't satisfying... It's just like a rectangle on screen. It's just not very like yeah. aesthetically pleasing. That that is a little arbitrary to me personally. I could see why you care about that. To me, yeah. it's more like why on Xbox can I see that I have five out of these eight collectibles that I need, and on PlayStation, <laughs> it's just like, well, fucking, I don't know, memorize it, write it down, buddy, or we'll, like clearly, it's keeping a tally because yeah. it would have to do that for you to pop the trophy. So it's like fucking give me the progress you know i love that on xbox that it's like oh i've only got two more of these towers to climb i'll just grab those real quick you know yeah i'm not going to judge the overall ui of psn from my personal perspective just yet because i've only had it for a week so i kind of want to it could just be me not being used to it yet and once i'm actually used to sure. it then i'm going to give my opinions on what i feel about it so i'm not going to rush into that too much the other thing with trophies though xbox is better for me but it's a little too busy and i don't like that it has uh, baked in ads even if you're a gold subscriber well to PSN has ads too on the on on, on the it, store and stuff it will they have these random fucking oh destiny popped up on my X and B even though I'm not playing it that is horse fucking shit and I, I can't believe they did that but those aren't like yeah, I'm I've not. I'm not disqualifying like twice Xbox throughout ones. the whole life cycle. Whereas yeah. Xbox, it's like you're going to see an ad when you turn your system on. Yeah, I got you completely. Completely see your point there. Uh, the last thing I want to say with trophies, and correct me if I'm wrong. So when a trophy pops up, you push the PlayStation button, and it sends you to the trophies menu, right? And then you can scroll through the trophies yeah. and see the trophy you just unlocked. I got a fucking sink. 
Well, and you'll, it also sends you to an entirely different thing. On Xbox, the moment you pop an achievement, you can pop up the side menu and see exactly all of the achievements there with your game still on screen. Yeah, which, to be fair, it was a separate app originally, right? And, like, there is an achievements app. Like, it was taking you to that app, right? Uh, before, so are you talking about on 360 or are you talking about on Xbox One? Originally on Xbox One. Uh, it was they separate, did a, but like, they updated they it. They did a the total feature. overhaul maybe two years ago. Yes. Didn't the they? Snap is a, it was a new addition. That's where it pops up on the side. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's like, well, we're five years in, PlayStation. Why haven't you updated it? Because they actually have, like, you hold the menu down, and it kind of does the Snap thing, similar to Xbox now. So it's like, yeah, why couldn't we do that just for trophies? I agree, Jared. Uh, I think for me, going to try to find the games I currently own and download them, was a little bit more difficult than I anticipated. Like, the fact that it's called Media Library is weird to me. And you go in there, and it's like... I just don't like that. I'm really? Like, I think once you get in there, it's it's really the same. Like, you have your purchase. finding You have it. your actually downloaded. Yeah, yeah. You have your apps. In there is easy. I'm just saying... I wasn't expe- looking for the games I own to download them. I didn't expect to look at Media Library. Because for me, being yeah. on Xbox, Media Library is like pictures and videos and stuff. It's not yeah, yeah, yeah. games. I agree. I right? agree. It makes sense. I'll say... I'm trying not to go down this rabbit hole because I know we're trying to like do a show here and I could talk about fucking graphic design and user interface and all this type of shit for days on end. But I will say that this is where it truly shines that Microsoft is a software company yeah. traditionally and Sony is a hardware company. That's why they're, the PS3s weren't blowing up and red ringing and that's why you mostly get a better UI experience when you're playing Microsoft consoles. Yeah. Which is, it's really interesting to see Microsoft kind of tout the strongest console now, too, because they're trying to get both, and we'll see how that ends up panning yeah. on the long run. Yeah. Anyways, like well, I said... Well, and with their introduction... Sorry, I'm... It's good. Really quick. With their introduction, they're, like, doing Surface tablets, and they're finally making their own laptops as opposed to just doing Windows software. It's like, Microsoft is trying to complete that circle, whereas Sony is, like, these issues you're bringing up are valid, and it's like, you guys need to fucking get on it when it comes to, like making better UI, like, you know, we could talk about the Vita bubbles or the X and B from the PS3, you know, it's like, yeah, I see Microsoft doing better job at playing in Sony's field than Sony is at playing in Microsoft's. Yeah, and the funny thing is if you're in a, if you're in a ecosystem long enough, you kind of are like, yeah, those things suck, but I'm just going to deal with it. This is my ecosystem. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure there's yeah. plenty of PlayStation players out there like, yeah, it's whatever, just deal with it. Who cares, dude? Whereas, yeah, if you, by the way, random note, if you have, like, weird questions, I... For whatever fucking reason, I get into the nitty gritty of these systems, and I know like random shit. If you ever have questions, I can probably point you in the right direction. Yeah, and for me, being somebody who's playing on Xbox for the last fifteen years, uh, no, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Thirteen years. Uh, mm-hmm. There's stuff that I kind of am like, it's whatever, dude. Just deal with it on Xbox, you know. Yeah. So I understand yeah. the, the the parallel there. But uh, yeah, weekend. Yeah. It's cool. Um, I like the DualShock Four. It is meatier than the DualShock Three. I don't feel like I'm gonna break it, which is good. Um, yeah. For me, per- so this doesn't really affect Spider-Man, and it probably won't affect God of War either, because with the statement I'm about to make, I still always prefer offset sticks for shooters. Um, I just think it feels better for shooters, in my opinion, being somebody yeah. who's played Xbox forever. Um, but I do like the DualShock Four; it's cool. Um, I don't so know. if you put a DualShock Three and a DualShock Four like legs touching each other. Uh-huh. You can see that the sticks, they've moved them out, like, wider Ooh, from PS3 okay. to PS4. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. And uh, 
I will say that that has made a big difference. Um, I I just like that it's girthier. Like, like it, it feels like an actual controller. I think ergonomically, this is the best controller I've ever used. The way it's like a wave almost going up the back. Yeah. Um, but if I could take those fucking um, textured sticks from the Xbox One yeah. controller and the uh, vibrations in individual triggers, there's some shit on the Xbox One controller that I would kill to have on PS4. So I think if you could combine the Xbox One controller and the DualShock 4, you would have the best controller of all time, hands down. And I think the offset versus parallel uh, sticks, I think that's a personal preference. The stuff you're mentioning yeah. with the like the texture and stuff, I think that's definitely something yeah. that's for everyone. Universally, that should be on all controllers, right? Yeah. Um, yep. So the offset it makes a difference parallel. for shooters on those those vibrational things. Yeah, the feedback. vibrators in yeah. the the <laughs> haptic feedback in your in your two triggers. Like it's awesome the way that feels, and like they're really sensitive to like there's different levels of sensitivity on that. So yeah. Um, overall, enjoying my time with the PS4. Obviously, I'll give updates as I go on and talk about that. Let's talk about the news. We're we're running long, so we're not going to go super long on the first story because I want to get to the Nintendo Direct. But I wanted to mention this, especially because uh, me and you really enjoy Assassin's Creed. Um, me more so as of late, you not so much. Um, so they detailed Assassin's Creed Odyssey Season Pass. It was recently outlined. So it's going to be 40 bucks. That's not a big surprise. Everyone expects it to be about that price. Season Passes usually are $40. Um, the interesting thing here is that it's going to have two story-centric episodic arcs post-launch. So the first one is one that me and you are going to be interested in, Jordan. It The first episodic arc is called Legacy of the First Blade, which essentially tells the story of the first person, the first assassin to use the hidden blade. Um, because if you remember, if you remember, Bayek didn't use the hidden blade. So that's what people I gotta like. I got say, for it being called Assassin's Creed Origins, I was disappointed, or at least where I'm at in the game, which is not, you know, maybe 30% through. It's like... I don't feel like you're really doing the origin story justice here, you know, and I feel like that would be something I'd like to see as the first hidden blade. Yeah, and then the second one is the fate of Atlantis, which is obviously a story centered around Atlantis and the fall of that empire. Um, So both of these, they're each three episodes. They're going to be released six weeks apart, um, which is really interesting. And Legacy of the First Blade will feature, like I said, the first hero to wield the Hidden Blade, and that will release in December of this year. Fate of Atlantis will be coming spring of next year. This is the interesting part about the season pass. It's also going to include a remaster of Assassin's Creed 3, which comes out in March 2019. Yeah. So it's going to include a remaster of Assassin's Creed 3 that's included in the season pass, but you'll also be able to purchase it standalone for an unannounced price. And it'll... That uh, that remaster will also include a remaster of Assassin's Creed Liberation. What the fuck? Yeah. The Vita game that got ported to PS3. That's ridiculous. Both of those games are, like, not even well-loved either. Those are not, I think, like... I think know, that's why they're part of the that's... season pass, though. Because I think they kind of want to boost the numbers for when those come out for sales. Um... Well, people people are assuming that the reason they picked three is because this might have some t- kind of tie-in. Uh, Odyssey might have some long-standing tie-in to three. Maybe a, a Kenway or something. Yeah. Um, and both of the remasters will feature uh, 4K and HDR. And obviously yep, other remasters. 4K 60. 4K 60 on the Ezio Trilogy. And it looks great on PS4. 
And lastly, Assassin's Creed Odyssey will also have free post-launch content, um, including an episodic questline called The Lost Tales of Greece, and then also the Discovery Tour. That's making a return. That's the educational mode for Assassin's Creed, where you can just go through the world without having combat or really game mechanics. You can just explore the world they created, um, which seemed to be a big so, hit for people last year for Origins. With this being said, with this being released, I should say, that would mean, if I'm correct, the only console Assassin's Creed game um, that is not on PlayStation 4 or Xbox One would be one, the original. Yeah, yeah. And remember that Yves Gamow said that we're not getting a new Assassin's Creed next year? I could easily see them releasing Assassin's Creed Remastered uh, in the fall. The 20, you know what I mean? 20 or 30. Yeah. Yeah. Because we have Rogue... And we've got fucking Liberation now. But I do think so, if they like, remastered Assassin's Creed, the first one, I think it would be more than just a straight-up like remaster in terms of aesthetics. I think they'd actually go in and tweak some stuff in the game. Not maybe drastically, but clean maybe. up some of the things that maybe they improved in yeah. 2. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't think yeah, because it's, it's a big jump. Like, oh, yeah. It would, be, it would be hard to go back to 2, but that still like feels like modern Assassin's Creed for the most part, whereas... One almost does feel like a whole new world, or a whole different world, I should say. So, there was two new game announcements at the Nintendo Direct. I'm saving those for last. I think the meat, meat and potatoes of us talking about this is going to be those two games, as well as the online service. So, I'm going to go through these, mm-hmm. and uh, we don't have to talk at length for them, but those three yeah, things I've that I about mentioned... ten minutes, just so we know where we're at. Yeah. So... Uh, the first thing, Katamari Damacy Reroll, which is a remaster of uh, Katamari Damacy, Sweet. releasing this winter. Uh, Civ 6 got a release date for November 16th, which mm. is crazy. That's coming to Switch. Uh, the World Ends With You, October 12th, which is a game you and Dom Fuck are interested yeah. in. I have no interest Fuck in that yeah. game. Uh, Warframe, November 20th. Uh, the Yoshi nice. Switch game, the title got uh, leaked last week when the Nintendo Direct was canceled. Yeah. It's going to be called Yoshi's Crafted World. It's coming out uh, 2019. Uh, so it marked it up for one uh, another Switch exclusive for 2019 alongside Pokemon. Uh, there was a bunch of Final Fantasy games announced for the Switch, Jordan. No shit. Final well, I know Fa- about Crystal Chronicle. Crystal Cro- Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles 2019. Uh, 15 Pocket Edition, which we already also knew about, launched today. Uh, and this nice. is the big one. Final Fantasy 12 Remasters coming out in 2019. I did not know that. As well as Final Fantasy 7, 9, and 10 are all coming in 2019. Damn! Yeah. Awesome. Damn, I kind of... Maybe I'll stop playing, because I'm not that far into 7. And just, yeah. That'd be I cool for all of us to play Switch. through 7 together, because I, I want to play through 2, and this is going to be when I'm going to buy it, is on Switch. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Dude, oh, there's so many games that I buy twi- like buy for a second time on <laughs> yeah. Switch. Banner Saga, fucking Doom. It's like... Oh, I just... I, I love having it portable. We were talking about being anti-handheld. Uh, the other day, and I'm just like, I love being able to take that shit wherever I want, you know? Uh, we got an update for Super Mario Tennis announced, version point .2. Uh, Birdo, Shy Guy, Paratroopa, and Petey Piranha are the new characters that you'll unlock through online play. Petey! And a new co-op mode called Co-op Challenge, and they said through online you'll be able to unlock all outfits for characters, so recolors and stuff like that, which is pretty cool for people who are into Super Mario Tennis. Um, they announced the NES uh, controllers for Switch, so it comes with two of them, 60 bucks. Uh, you charge them by connecting them to your docked switch, and they're wireless. Um, obviously, we'll probably talk they about this. They slide in like Joy-Cons, but they don't look like Joy-Cons, which is shit that people have been dying for 
to have like NES or GameCube type Joy-Cons forever, you know? Yeah. You could have Joy-Cons that are like super squarey, you know, like not yeah. rounded. Well, I'm pretty sure we'll talk about this more when they actually release because we're running low on time, so I definitely want to get to that in conversation. Sure, sure, sure. Um, they announced a new IP from Game Freak, who are the people behind Pokemon. It's called Town. Uh, from what I read, mm. it's an RPG that takes place in a single town, and it looks like turn-based combat. Um, very chibi-style art. So Interesting. They're, like, playing off of, like, the whole RPG town kind of... Yeah. Uh, not trope, but uh, mainstay, if you will. Not, not in a bad way, but it definitely looks like more of a budget title, like a probably like a twenty dollars game. You know, sure. Yeah, sure. I don't expect a lot from it, but it looks like a fun time. Uh, we got the announcement of a Super Smash Brothers Ultimate bundle, which includes the game digitally, uh, the dock with art of the eight original characters from the first Smash Brothers on it, and yeah. uh, uh, Switch controllers with the Smash logo going through them. The Smash cool. logo going through the Joy Cons not really cool or interesting. The dock itself with the art of the eight original characters is pretty cool. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, they announced that Isabel from Animal Crossing is going to be in Smash. Um, right after this, they announced Animal Crossing on Switch 2019. Let's go. Finally. At least we have a year. That's great. Which is crazy because that means we have Animal Crossing, Yoshi, and Pokemon, and Fire Emblem. Confirmed. And we don't know Confirmed. about Metroid. So, crazy. The other Metroid's got to be next year. If Metroid's twenty twenty, that's what listen to this game that was announced for next year, Jordan. Luigi's Mansion Three. Fuck yeah! I've been waiting on that, boy. Yeah, on Switch. Awesome. You knew um, that was coming when they're doing like the three DS. Putting the original one on three DS. Yeah, so you got one and two on three DS now. My hope is that they bundle one and two and bring that to Switch. That'd be awesome. Switch, Before this yeah. game comes out, that'd be really dope. Um, lastly, the biggest news is the online service. Well, I don't know. Personally, I think Luigi's Mansion and Animal Crossing are bigger, but this is like important to Nintendo. The online yeah. service was announced. $20 for a year, $4 a month, launching September 18th, which is the day after this podcast posts. Um, Seven-day free trial in the eShop. $4 a month? If you pay monthly, that's way more than $20 a year. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. It's like a, a EA Access is $5 a month, $20 for a year. Or $25 for a year, sorry. Um, so, yeah, they definitely want you to get in for that year price. Yeah, because um, it's like 48 I guess. So. Yeah. Uh, launching September 18th. It's going to have cloud saves, not for all games. Uh, online. For the oh, no- yeah. Not Which for all. I get their reasoning because you can, like, rig online Splatoon or whatever, but. That's an issue we had 10 years ago. Is, Come on. <laughs> yeah, well, and, like. Like, I mean, you should have programmed the game better because, exactly. you know, fucking Fortnite or, you know, Call of Duty on PS4, you're not going to have to worry about that. And those are online games. You know? It just shows that their structure for developing games never included that as a priority because they never had to worry Ridiculous. about it. Which I'm not yeah. giving them a pass. I'm saying that's why it happened um, because they're, yeah. so, they're so behind on that. Whereas we have people yeah. making games for Xbox and PlayStation that have kind of had to have those things in place for a long time now. Um, yep. It's going to have online multiplayer, obviously. I don't know if I mentioned this or if I if this got lost. There's going to be a seven-day free trial in the eShop for people, uh, which is cool. a week. I don't know if... Th- I would like a month free trial. A week seems like not enough to see anything. Uh, special offer, yeah. di- uh, special offers, which will probably include... They didn't say, but my assumption is discounts, sales, etc., yeah. special deals, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. The one part I want to make note of, Jordan, is they mentioned a bunch of NES games... And remember the original rumor was that, oh, it's going to be a rotating group of games, right? And we're like, what? Rotating games? That's gross. 
specifically like four times in this direct they said it will feature a growing nes library they didn't say evolving so you will get to keep your shit just like playstation plus or they said growing specifically like four times which is just like they gotta beat us over the head with it now because they were so fucking (laughs) stupid in the way they originally described it like god damn yeah so my assumption is that it is a growing nes library Um, wow wow yeah, uh, I guess we don't have a lot of time, so I just want your really quick... Uh, do you think that w- from what we've heard of this online service, do you think $20 a, uh, a year is a decent price? Because for me personally, for what they're offering on paper, obviously we'll get to experience it. I think 20 bucks is, is cool. It's not a whole sure, lot in comparison. I think it's fine. Yeah. With the other uh, stuff that they're giving you, I think, yeah, that'll, you know... Add an NES games to your library, that'll definitely... Because I've actually been thinking about uh, jailbreaking my Switch. Um, and, you know, they can brick your Switch if you're, like, pirating actual Switch games. But if I was just doing it to, like, emulate... I could buy my Switch games and then emulate NES or whatever. Yeah. Um, and not get it bricked. Um, but they still don't have an untethered jailbreak. Uh, so I'd have to be, like, you know, booting it every time. And so um, this is a more a better solution and uh is well possibly until they have an untethered jailbreak but uh i think it's definitely worth the 20 dollars. and then um i also think like if you're a gamer if you're gaming on the level that we are like we're really in love with playing video games it's like how are you gonna not just pay 20 dollars for those fucking precious save files that otherwise are just gone to oblivion you can't offload it to a USB drive like you can on the other consoles. You can't do anything except hope that your system doesn't get fucked up because it's like tied to that system. So yeah, that's that's the thing. It's it's not even about whether it's worth it or not. It's like I'm paying twenty bucks for the <laughs> peace of mind of necessity that that the uh, you know the type of gamer I am. Well I mean personally I pay five dollars a year for Pokemon Bank, which is a service that yeah, like, transfers on, your Pokemon. I would love if that was attached yeah. to this, you know, twenty bucks a month and for people who play Pokemon you get Pokemon game yeah. attached to it, a Pokemon bank Pokemon game. Yeah. Um yeah. I, I know you have to go so we're short on time, so let's close out the show. In terms of what we're gonna be playing, I'm gonna be finishing up the Spider Man Platinum. Um the T V show I wanna mention is that uh the Dragon Prince comes out tomorrow as of recording this. For Looks the, cool. Yeah, for those unfamiliar, the Dragon Prince is a new animated series coming to Netflix. It has uh, the director from Uncharted 3, and it has a bunch of producers that worked on Avatar The Last Airbender and writers. Yeah. So, like, that combination, I mean, the Uncharted 3 oh, thing yeah. isn't a huge thing to me, but the Jason, I want to say his name's Jason Smith, but I could be wrong. That guy, he's yeah. done some other work, and, like, he seems like somebody who really cares about what he's doing. His studio yeah. is work. they have a, their goal, their goal statement, their mission statement was to create a world people enjoyed and not only create one form of media for it. So they're actually working on the Dragon Prince show and they're also working on the Dragon Prince video game at the same time. Yeah, I was going to say if they've got Uncharted people or whatever. And he said the game isn't going to be the story from the show like retold in video game form. It's going to expand Which is how multimedia is going to be working from now on. Yeah. You know, which we're entering into this world that's like you go see Spider-Man Homecoming or or Far From Home, Spider-Man 2, and then go play... Insomniac Spider-Man 2, you know, they're totally different, but it's all fucking Spider-Man. You love this shit, so play it, watch it, read it, whatever. Exactly. Um, I think that's pretty much it. I don't want to go too long. There's probably other stuff I can mention, but yeah, just working on that Spider-Man plot, trying to get my first platinum. Also, I want to say, 
I hate you PlayStation because I realized that I had to do this like, weird account transfer thing. I had to make a new account for my PS4, but I had to like log on to my PS3 first. I don't really want to get into it. Anyways, what happened was since I logged on and Nino Kuni was in my PS3, it marked me as playing Nino Kuni on this new account. So instead of Spider-Man being my the only game on my account and it being my only platinum, now I have a zero percent on Nino Kuni on this account, even though I have like yeah. a higher percentage on my other. It, it's it's dumb. dumb bullshit. Yeah. It's connected, you know, and there's the primary system and there's yeah, which Xbox has that too. But there's I totally know where you're coming from. But Xbox doesn't have the six month issue that people are having recently, where their accounts are getting yeah, hacked. Well, that. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, and you can only reset it so many times in a year, I think is what you're describing or whatever. Once every six months. (laughs) Yeah, like, I get they're trying to have people not just, like, selling their accounts or whatever, um, but it's stupid. And especially, you know, we've heard people on podcasts that are in the games um, enthusiast industry is what I would call it, and... uh, you know they're having to switch consoles because they're playing on debugs for reviews or whatever, and it's just, it's just not. It's one uh, kind of like what we were talking about at the beginning of the show, where it's like, you're just not. You don't care enough. You know, you're not trying hard enough, basically. So. Uh, before we go, let us know what you're going to be checking out, and then we can close up the show. So I'll be. I'm sure I'll finish up Spider Man. Um, I've actually kind of been blazing through The Shining, so. I'll be should be finishing that up, and um, uh, I think what I'm going to do is you you're familiar with Room Two Thirty Seven, Jared, the documentary. Uh, the documentary. It's a documentary. Of, it's a documentary about conspiracy theories about The Shining, the movie. Oh no, I was uh, thinking of the James Franco TV show. I think that's called something else. Nineteen eighty three, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. good. Um. So I think I'm going to. Rewatch the documentary before I watch the movie, even though it seems like a lot of that stuff, the conspiracy theories are bullshit. But it'll still be interesting to look at it through a different lens once I go back into the movie. So I'll be watching both of those. Um, I was watching The French Connection, uh, which is a Gene Hackman movie from 1971. Um, and it is also uh, the term podunk town when referring to like a piece of shit town in the middle of nowhere comes from this movie where they're talking about Poughkeepsie. Um, so they're like shortening the word Poughkeepsie to make the word Podunk, uh, which I thought is an interesting fact that I read one time. Um, but it's it's about, you know, like drugs coming in from France um, over to New York and stuff. It's, it's a cool movie. Um, it's supposedly, you know, a, a, a real classic film. So um, I've been enjoying that. I'll finish that up. Um, oh, I want to give a huge shout out we're talking about Stephen King here with The Shining and stuff. Castle Rock is a series that just had its last episode of this first season. And um, it is done by J.J. Abrams and Stephen King over on Hulu. And it's basically, because, you know, Stephen King has a shared universe between his books. And he, like, makes up these fake towns, especially in Maine. And Castle Rock is one of them. And so this this, uh, series is basically just, like... Uh, an original story within the Stephen King shared universe so they actually one of the characters is uh, Jackie Torrance who is uh, like a cousin to the Torrance family from The Shining for example Um, and there's like different parts of the Stephen King mythos that are incorporated here Um, and yet it's not necessarily an original Stephen King story or an adaptation or anything like that it also has the kid who plays Pennywise right 
Yeah, Bill Skarsgård <laughs> is one of the main characters, and he's also the main character in uh, It. Uh, so he's got, you know, a deep Stephen King connection, um, which is actually something that's not unheard of, where, like, because Stephen King is the most adapted author of all time, and so you see a lot of people that will be in several Stephen King movies or whatever, but uh, but interesting nonetheless, and it's just a really great show, man, um, especially if you're a Stephen King fan, but even if you're not, I think that there's a lot there, and it's just a really quality show, like... Um, kind of a crime drama, kind of a mystery, kind of uh, psychological horror or thriller elements, all like kind of Stephen King stuff. Um, and then a huge shout out, actually, this is a perfect example of what I was just talking about, huge shout out to Sissy Spacek, who played Carrie in the original movie Carrie, which is obviously a Stephen King adaptation. And she plays uh, like the mother of this you know family that we're revolving around. And she's got Alzheimer's, and there's a lot of different stuff that they delve into to her psyche, and she's just, oh my god, shout out to Sissy Spacek, who just fucking kills this shit, man. Um, so big shout out to Castle Rock, and, and all the actors, it's a really well-made series, and you know, J.J. Abrams obviously has uh, deep roots in TV, um, with Lost, and, and tons of other stuff, so um, big shout out to Castle Rock, that's, that'll, that's how I'll end it. Awesome. Thank you guys for listening. If you can, please subscribe to us on YouTube. Even if you don't watch the videos, it definitely helps us out. As well, if you can leave us a review on iTunes after you follow us on iTunes, that'd be awesome. Uh, you can follow us at CTRLINT on Twitter. That's controlled interest abbreviated. I am at Jared underscore. Still fighting for just my name. Person won't give it up. Uh, Jordan is at Malamotis. Um, you can go to controlledinterest.com. I post the audio version of the podcast there as well. If you want to listen to an audio form but don't have iTunes, you can download the MP3 from our site. I guess I'd never mentioned that, but it's a good thing if you don't if you don't have like want to use a podcast service and you just want the MP3, the raw audio, uh, you can go over there and download that. Uh, yeah, Dom should be back next week, and uh, we'll see you guys next time.